Hello, hello, audio apocalyptica. This is Johnny Franks on Active Radioactive Radio for the every man and every woman who really, really misses indoor plumbing because, let me tell you, that is one luxury Johnny does not take for granted. Coming to you live from my mountaintop bunker with more vim and vigor than ever before, which is saying something because you all know how much I love my vim. But you see, I've found some of what I've been looking for. That elusive peace and comfort that fills the agonizing, ashy hole in your heart. Companionship, dear listeners. Johnny's got himself a love interest. Now, now I know what you're saying. How could I have possibly found such true love? Trapped up here all alone with nobody to talk to or to hold me or to stave off the insanity that pokes at my brain every day telling me all I can do is sit at this microphone and spew nonsense a few thousand more times and then die? Well, I'll tell you. (laughs) Yes, I'll tell you. But the smartest among you have surely already figured it out. Because the smartest among you never miss an episode of my show. And you know what I said last time, so you know exactly what's coming. Say hello, baby. Hello, baby. See? So funny, too, because that joke's not old or tired in the least. I just love your sarcasm. Okay, that joke was marginally better. Well done. Go on and tell the nice folks your name. Johnny, too. That's right, because let me ask you folks, who in this world could possibly be greater than me? I could. Precisely. And what a handsome couple we make, wouldn't you agree? I have been programmed to do so. Come sit on Johnny's lap. Mistake! That was a mistake! But I love you, master. And I you, Snookums, but the news. Of course. I'll go make you a nice ration cake while you spew now. See... See, everything's fine. I just have to be the big spoon from now on. So, now, the news. Well, here's some juicy stuff. And I almost hate to say that because I don't foresee this ending well for anyone. But it's still juicy as juicy gets, so... As I'm sure you recall, recently Oksana's was sacked by a group of bandits, but thanks to the LT, the attack was eventually repelled. However, it seems those bandits had friends, and those friends attracted more friends. The LT's organized response to that bandit attack has caused disparate groups from every corner of Lefton to crawl from the cracks and band together as the Ravagers. I'm only hearing rumors at this point, and have no hard evidence of these Ravagers, but... Johnny's sources are good. And have I ever led you astray before? It seems clear, though, that the LT definitely, if unintentionally, pushed these rabble-rousers together. And what else do we know about the LT? Not much, I'm afraid. I'm still not even 100% sure they're on our side. Keep your eyes open, people. Trust no one. Avoid large, roving packs of armed jerk faces, no matter who they ally themselves with. Johnny's got your back because he knows that you've got his. Mine. You know what I mean. Shit's going to hell in a handbasket out there. 
If you're feeling as tense as I am, you need something to calm your nerves. And Johnny's got just the thing. Hot, sexy tunes. Let's send the love out with steam-powered giraffes, starlight, star shine. To my life, you left me all alone. Can't you see that my heart's your home? There's a void in my soul, and it leaves me feeling cold. Will I ever find peace from its tolls? Starlight, star shine. All of my mind couldn't unwind What it was, what it'll be What future can I hope to see I am not in a dream And there's no reason to scream And this is not the end, or so it seems You were like starlight just like stars shine Casting down on me when The light would go down And the darkness was found You would shine up to me So bright, the sun frowns, the moon sighs. Sad is the universe through my eyes. I am not just a machine, in my heart I will sing. I'm just a person holding on to a dream. You were like starlight, just like stars shine. Casting down on me when the light would go down and the darkness was found, you would shine up to me. You were like starlight, just like stars shine. Casting down on me when the light would go down and the darkness was found. That's what I'm talking about. I hope you're feeling as good as I am, because Johnny's feeling fine. And guess what we've got for you now? A commercial! But, uh, you already knew that, didn't you? Hey, Johnny. Uh, so this isn't our normal mode of communique. And why might that be? I imagine you mentally asking yourself, because I know you're a guy who's on the ball. Okay, um, so what you don't know is that I work at this place in Clanktown called the Candy Shop. See, because we sell canned food that I collect on my snaking trips, it's pretty clever, right? It was totally my idea. 
Thank you, thank you, Remick. You flatter me. <clears throat> I mean, my boss is a bit grumpy, like, always, but you know life's tough, so I get it, I really do, but, like, nobody wants to come to a place that's just called cans. Cause what does that even mean, right? You don't know. I mean, you could guess, sure, and you'd probably be right. Unless you thought it had something to do with women's bosoms, and then you would be wrong, and probably also really disappointed. Um, but can be shop. I mean, you know it's a shop, right? And it sounds fun, and like you'd have a good time. Not that we have any actual candy, because that would be crazy. No one has candy. The point is, the candy shop is hiring. We need more snakers to snake for goods we can sell, because demand is high. We're the most popular shop in Clanktown. Due in no small part to my ability to spot Kite Elegante at 200 yards. So come on over and buy slightly dented cans at fair prices or heavily dented cans so cheap it'll make both a cootie's head spin. And once you see how awesome the shop is, fill out an application. You might just get to work with me. Or even our newest hire, radio celebrity Dexter Benchley. So glad I was able to do something nice for him. He's good people. See you at the candy shop, if you're lucky. Did I nail it? Yeah. Yeah, I probably nailed it. <laughs> Remick, you're the best. What a surprise. Stop by the candy shop in Clanktown and tell them Johnny sent you. And then tell him there's only one true radio celebrity around here, and his name is Johnnington Franks the 13th Esquire. And I can prove it, because who else can dig to the bottom of the box and bring to you, dear listeners, How'd You Like to Spoon With Me by Flory Ford. Mind you bring me home again on Monday. 
Normally, I'd say I'd like that very much, Flory, but as of today, well, Johnny's a taken man. Yes, Master. We are very much in love, and I would never betray you. Uh, thanks, Johnny, too. Uh, a little odd, but, well, I'm sure it's nothing. Besides, we can all jump in the sack together as long as it's Johnny's mail sack. Of course, physical affection is but one small portion of the satisfying emotional connection that we share. Sure. Let's, uh, let's read the mail, shall we? Here's one. Dear Johnny, if someone were to hypothetically have prepped for the apocalypse, as you clearly have, how would you make sure nobody notices that you are the only well-fed member of the group? Yours, John Gregory. P.S. We all like to listen to the radio, so could you please not mention me by name? Sure thing, jo- Johnny says to you, good sir, whose name I do not know at all. I'm not sure this is, hypothetically, a mental quandary worth exercising, because Johnny finds it remarkably impossible for you to have been as prepared for the apocalypse as me. I was born in this bunker. It's all I've ever known. And unless you've found a way to preternaturally extend your lifespan, in which case super get in touch with me, we should talk, you were born in this afterworld hellscape too. But let's set all that aside and get to the real meat of the matter, which is that you eat all the meat in private without meeting with your fellow eaters. And Johnny cannot condone such behavior. Look out for number one in this world always, because if you don't, who else will? But actively sabotaging and stealing food from those you cohabitate with is some low-level stuff, chum. Even if it's food that you found and are hoarding for yourself, that's just as bad. In your group, maybe someone has given you the good fortune of a place to call home, or a dirty sack to lie on and a little bit of clean water now and then. The least you can do is share your good fortune with your comrades. Unless they're all jerks who've tried to kill you. In which case, eat them if you got them. And now we've got... A poorly sewn together bit of cloth that well you know it could be a sock if I had 12 toes and 3 ankles bet you can never guess what's inside here we go hi Johnny Mr. Franks it's your friend Joe you've been so nice at answering all my questions and my I appreciate it. Anyway, uh, last time you said not to take socks from the living, and, uh, I guess I should try to remember that. But I get into some situations, uh, 
And, uh, I need to know. What do you do if you're not sure if someone's living or not? Should I, uh, take half a sock? Oh, or give them a sock. Oh, uh, and I was thinking about those recordings you get from Maxala and Janice. Uh, Janice. <clears throat> oh, and I was thinking that maybe, uh, I should do that. You know. So, um... <clears throat> I think the safest thing for you to do is to give socks and not take them. To give is better than to receive. And then you need not worry about any feet or people or other bodily bits being left in the socks you take. And really, that's just better for all of us. So now I hereby proclaim that the saga of the socks is at an end. You can send your thanks to Johnny Franks, 1 Mountaintop Stud Lane, Spine Ridge. Now, guess what I've got for you? More Remick! Johnny, uh, so I have another of Dexter's logs for you. I don't know what happened to the fourth one, and it's, it's really vexing me, you know, because I should have found it by now, right? I couldn't have missed it entirely, could I? Psh, no. Gotta be, I just haven't looked in the right place yet. Hmm. Anyway, um, so this is the seventh. I saw Dexter recording it and asked if I could send a copy of it to your show, and he was all, oh, wow, no way, sure thing. So here it is. Wish they were all that easy to find. Dexter Benchley, Log 7. Honey, you're not going to believe it. I'm in Clinktown, and it's going to be so... Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. Deep breath. Calm down. It's not exactly everything we hoped for. It's, it's loud and dirty. I mean, really dirty. But... You know, there's, there's not much soap, and when it rains, the mud just floods right through the... You know, I'm not really selling this, am I? Went too far in the opposite direction. <clears throat> it's really great. Really. And the people are just like us. Hard-working people, just trying to find a way to get by. Not afraid to lend a hand and help each other out, or even a stranger like me. They understand we all come from somewhere, and we're stronger together. <laughs> and there's so much food! The vendors here have teams of survivors out scouring the wastes for old canned food. And, and there's so much! And, and they sell it at reasonable prices. One of them even gave me a job! <laughs> I'll be a snaker for the candy shop. It's a play on words, because they sell cans. <laughs> I met their snaker foreman, this lady named Remick. She's like, totally the best there is. She even said she was sending a copy of this message, this one right here, to Donnie Blanks, to air on the radio. Isn't that cool? <laughs> and soon, I'll have enough saved up for a place of our own. And then I'll send for you. <laughs> I think this is workable. At the start, anyway. 
I'm so lucky to have found this before I quit. I miss you. Henrietta does, too. Onward I march. Oh my gosh, he says such nice things. And he's a real sweetie, just like he sounds. Only, there's something else underneath it all. Sadness? Maybe? But I mean, who, who doesn't have that out here, right? Still, well, who knows? I just wonder. I am so not giving up on that fourth log, though. I'm gonna find it. I mean, sure, I could ask him where he left it the next time I see him at work, but where's the fun in that? A gal's got a snake for fun sometimes, too, you know? Can't all be life or death. That's why I give myself pep talks and tell myself jokes and listen to your show. Besides, I gotta keep up on what you're doing, Donnie. (laughs) In case your stupid robots decide to get a little too close for comfort again. Know what I mean? Now, if you will excuse me, Donnie, I have a date. With the mayor's personal muck shoveler, as a matter of fact. Pretty prestigious. Anyway, dates are awesome, and you should try it sometime. Take it from me. Uh, not that I'm asking you out on a date. Oh my god, no, 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 that's not what I meant. No. Just so we're clear, not not asking you out. Gotta go. My boss wants me to make some commercial for your show. Should be fine, right? I bet I'll sound amazing and not ramble at all. Ahaha, <laughs> Remick, what a regular comedian you are. Johnny knows that despite your apparent effusiveness in refuting your claims of affection, you dig the Franks. No, no, it's okay. Everyone does. Can't be helped. This fleshy form cannot fully contain the sheer animal magnetism that I possess. But Johnny's spoken for, and really, we're both very happy. I have never been this happy. Although I have only existed for today, I should refrain from making judgments until I've existed for a few more days. However, my expression of happiness is factually accurate, for I am programmed to respond in agreement. You see? But as always, thanks for the update, Remick. And Dexter, hey, uh, Donnie Blanks told me to tell you that you really should listen to Johnny Franks, because he's the much more entertaining and successful of we two. If you have any questions about that, just get in touch. And that goes for all of you, dear listeners. Drop me a line on the Twitters at Mountaintop Stud. Or email host at activeradioactiveradio.com. Include the words OK to air, and Johnny might just share your communication and spill your soul guts to the whole of Lefton. Until next time, my audio apocalyptica. Keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer, keep your lovers closest, and keep your Johnny... Franks. Active Radioactive Radio, Episode 6, Johnny Loves Johnny, featuring the voice talents of Jack Kalk as Johnny and Johnny 2, Jesse Moore as Remick, Philip Weber as Joe, and Dave Morgan as Dexter. Written and directed by Jeffrey and Susan Bridges. Joe's Question, written by Dragon X Blink. Assistant Director, Anna Rodriguez. Active Radioactive Radio theme, taken from Main Stem by the United States Army Band, Pershing Zone. Featured music selections. Starlight Starshine by Steam Powered Giraffe at steampoweredgiraffe.com. And How'd You Like to Spoon With Me by Flory Ford under the CCO 1.0 Universal License. Active Radioactive Radio, created by Jeffrey and Susan Bridges. Copyright 2016. Pendant Productions.
For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. Use your discretion in your checking up activities. Johnny's not responsible for your poor choices that lead to broken hearts.